Hello, everybody. Welcome to this fine Wednesday evening. It is Wednesday, September 30th. Count it. That's the last day of September 2020. This is episode 247 of the Media Boat Podcast. It's bonus Wednesday, September episode. Yes. We thought they were over, but no, there's one left. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the Media Boat Podcast, what are we? You're probably thinking. I don't know how you ended up here, but... Thank you for ending up here and reading descriptions. Yes. Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Um, You can watch us live via our YouTube. Well, not live. Our sessions via YouTube. Recorded video. Yeah. we, We haven't done live in oh so many weeks. No, no. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you. And let's get, why don't we, straight into this week's topics. First off, we always start with movies. We usually start with box office, but eh, it's too low right now to count. I mean, three million for your top, two million for your top is low. Low. Even for a blockbuster hit, that is Tenet. Especially fitting right now since there's all sorts of articles and think pieces going up lately about is the multiplex dead? Are theaters forever changed by this? And yeah, maybe when we come out of this, we might not have like giant 20 theater complexes anymore. Not until James Cameron's avatar comes to save the movie industry yet again. Yeah, he wishes. (laughs) Um, You mentioned Tenet. Typically in back in the day when we did box office, this is the time where we would allow you to talk about movies you've seen if you saw the big movies of the week. And you just so happened to have finally seen it. You saw Tenet. I made a day out of it because Tenet was not playing at any of our local theaters. Well, yes. it was, but I'm not going to an actual theater to no. watch it. No. So I decided to go to a drive-in theater and made a good day yes. out of it going to San Diego until the day came and they announced that said Tenet was um, not going to be showing at the theater we wanted to see, but oh. rather a Kane Brown special concert. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. So was the venue, did the venue misinform you or were you tricked? The venue said Tenet all the way up until Thursday evening, okay. to which it switched to say Kane Brown. It just so happened. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That just seems unbelievable to me that it just so happened that they were playing a country concert like film instead of the, that sounds like almost like someone close to you set that up, which is why I asked for clarification, but no, that's just a coincidence. That's just a coincidence. (laughs) Uh, The other drive-in theater that we were going to go to had a single showing of Tenet at 1030 at night. Oh boy. Yeah. Decided not to Right to San Diego to go to see that anyways. No. But instead went to Riverside and saw the 7.30 showing. <laughs> so you went all the way down to go all the way up. Basically, yeah. Because wow. we already had plans going all the way down, which we had made and reserved. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we went down to like Oceanside, crossed over, and came back up the 15. Yeah. If anybody listening is not familiar with the, ge- the geography of California, San Diego and Riverside are not close. No. Uh, needless to say. So, it was man. a closer drive home, though. Hmm? It was a closer drive home. I bet. 
But anyways, I need to drive home the point. That is, I saw Tenet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So all that is to say that, yes, you saw Christopher Nolan's Tenet in a drive-in theater situation. How was Tenet? Oh, the pizza was delicious. Yeah, but I mean the movie. Yes. Not the movie-going experience. Although, maybe sparkle that in a little bit and spray that in a little bit. But um, I had to sit in my car mm. while people were walking around and driving around while it was going on. So headlights were flashing everywhere oh, yeah. and people showing up hours late to a movie. Anything goes at a drive-in. Anything a goes. A person was headlights. walking through it, forgot where they parked, and kept yelling, Mom? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> so annoying. Find that kid. Apparently. Or find Bomb. But Tenet, uh, Christopher Nolan's newest film, is right up there with uh, Inception, where it has layers upon layers to it, and you need to pay attention on which way it's going. Just like a good lasagna. I know, so much good lasagna and layers. Yes. And cakes and onions. In order to determine, like, what's going on and what's happening as you're watching the film. Okay. So time travel-ish, mm-hmm, yeah. because it's not traveling in time to a certain point. But it's going time backwards like- in time. Yeah. 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 The way I had it, I came to the realization of it being explained is: imagine watching a movie in reverse. The things will still happen in the movie as it is played in reverse, mm-hmm. but you having to see it in reverse while you are going forward in time. Uh, you just, okay, I'm just going to accept that and move on. So if you're watching a movie going forward, yeah. you watch a movie as it goes in one linear direction. Right. When you hit rewind, the film itself goes in an opposite time direction while you, watching it, still go in a forward direction. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess, yes. So no matter what happens in going reverse, because it's a movie, it will still happen when it goes forward. It cannot be changed. It's on a linear path. Right. Get what I mean? Yeah. Like a timeline, the events aren't on the timeline in, in a specific order. Yes. But the timeline doesn't like change physically. It's the same. Right. It's your perspective that right. changes. You can look at the timeline over here, and you can look at the timeline over here, and that will determine the yes. order. But the timeline of the movie you're watching is still will happen in those sequential events okay. going forward or backward. It will still right. happen at those times, cause right. and effect, effect and cause. So that's the easiest breakdown I could probably make of the film <laughs> without going too much into string theory and right, complex right. stuff going on and trying to get to the physics of it. And also, half the fun of these Nolan movies is the first time you watch it, having that kind of what is happening moment with it. Which, yeah, which people come to those movies for. That's what he's done really well in all of his films. Yep. And you definitely get that in this film. You get that whoa moments. Um, You get that, that light bulb like, oh, that's what this was, or that's what this was, and that's what's going on over there very loudly in the background. <laughs> People have to live their life. No, no, also, go, also very loudly going on in the background of the film. <laughs> as you have 
sound mixing of both the audio going forwards and backwards and clashing constantly. <laughs> so sound mixing gets a plus in this, although it may not sound right. <laughs> Because yeah. yeah, you you're not used to driving, listening to right? things in reverse. Also, I want to point out that that sound that you heard in the drive-in is probably not what Christopher Nolan intended on that movie to sound like. Right, because it's coming out of the speaker of my car, not out of the right 11.1 IMAX Dolby okay. Atmos yeah. surround so speaker. What I'm saying is, viewer slash listener, keep that in mind <laughs> that that was able to come through in a drive through drive-in. So. I guess there's some impressive editing going on. Oh, yeah. So there's definitely some impressive editing going on. Um, so that's actually a really good segue. So mixing going on. Now, I realize that you are, you've usually been very kind to Nolan's work. You've been a fan, I guess, yeah. in the past. Uh, but those who are detractors of his films, usually the two kind of arguments you see is, one, they don't hold up for future viewings. So that's kind of a point I would like to ask you is if you think this is a film that will benefit from future viewings like second, third, fourth, or whether the, the thing, the charm of it will wear off, like say Interstellar, or <laughs> and the second thing is, is how much of this is a technical showpiece and how much of the story is there? Like, does the story matter or is this just a, whoa, I'm watching this and saying whoa kind of thing and not really something like the characters you care about. I think the story whoa factor goes hand in hand with the rewatchability factor because I'm going to point to another Nolan film here. Mm -hmm. uh, the dueling magician film Prestige. Right. Where once you know the twist and how it works, when you watch it a second time, you can start to see little things here and there about how the world is being built, how characters interact with each other more closely than you will the first time. Um, similar with, I'm gonna put another Nolan film here, Inception, where once you understand where each character is at with the layers and what their timeline is, mm -hmm. you can go back and watch it and have more of an understanding of why, why each character is doing when they're doing it and character motivations. Yeah. Whereas when you watch it the first time, it's, you do get that rushing woe factor. Yeah, that makes sense. But the action pieces are very, very amazing and very, very well done. Cool. It's something that is definitely the film spectacle, which Nolan is known for. And like it's one of those things where you have to see this sequence on the big screen. Do you though? And that was going to be my follow-up to that is after seeing it on a big screen, do you really, really think that all the to-do that Nolan has made about this is the only way this film should be seen kind of thing, do you have any stock in that after seeing it now, like to the extent where you would convince people to go out and risk, you know, their health to see this? No, but I would convince people who in a five-year anniversary when this gets released, 10-year anniversary when this gets okay. released to go to a theater to seek it out and watch it the way it was intended. So you don't think, so So you're saying this, you still think that it will lose something in a home viewing? Uh, yes, I think I lost something in a car viewing. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, but like, yeah, if I, like even though, like, even if you have, say, a nice 4K TV with surround sound, do you still think that it's not going to be the same experience? I think from there, your only upgrade is to IMAX. 
and seeing the big 90-foot floor-to-ceiling exposure that is a Nolan yeah. film. And how much, do you know how much of this is filmed in, with IMAX cameras? Oh, um, from the, the behind-the-scenes. No, it's not the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't think so. No, I think Dunkirk was filmed right. on all IMAX. I don't think right. this was. At least it shouldn't have been, and it doesn't feel like it at times. Wouldn't think. But like most of the set pieces do feel like an IMAX experience. Okay, so the one thing that you haven't talked about yet, do I care about the characters? Like like you've mentioned that it's got cool cool concept, cool effects, great sound, and a and a compelling story. But what's going on here? What's this about? Um when you're protagonist's name goes nameless and is listed in the credits as protagonist. Uh, yeah, you get that reaction. Um, so the reason, so what you're saying is the reason why you haven't brought it up there is because it's not there. Because when I left the theater, I couldn't remember anyone's name. I could just remember the actors. So, which is a knock on the film for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's why you're seeing a lot of negative reviews for this thing why you're getting a pretty middle of the road consensus is because yeah that's also what i've seen which is like people are like yeah i guess conceptually there's something happening here the lights are on but i don't know if anybody's home per se right which is why you also get the opposite view of this was amazing it blew my mind so much i can't think straight anymore i have to go see it again this reminds me of orientate myself. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of, well, partially Interstellar, which I, th- I think people now, in retrospect, look at as the weakest of the Nolan over so far. Mm-hmm. And then you also, it, re- it also reminds me, speaking of Avatar, Avatar, how everybody was like, man, it was a cool experience, but it's kind of just Pocahontas. <laughs> Ferngully. It's Ferngully, exactly. So this is basically even, it sounds like it's even lower on the tier than that. There's not even a comparison. It's just like, it's a lot of cool stuff happening and there's some time mechanic happening, but God, I can't tell you anything about what happened to the person. It plays <laughs> into Terminator timeline aspects. Yeah. Where no matter what you do in the past, mm-hmm. it doesn't so much affect the future because the future's already happened for that thing to be sent to the past. Right. So if that, so I guess what I'm understanding is if that sounds cool enough to a person that they're like, all right, I'm in, then they should see this. But if you're the other kind of person, which is like, wait a minute, why do I care? Then maybe they shouldn't. Yeah. It's not back to the future where I'm going, I'm hopping around timelines and having a fun time with it. This is Terminator, everything is serious, everything is taken serious, action set pieces galore. But the thing that works... monkeys type of time travel. Sure, but the thing that works about all three of those movies, those are the examples that you worked with, that they also have really iconic characters you care about and want to know more about, especially Back to the Future, especially Terminator. You have these, like, iconic moments where you're just like, okay, I'm endearing myself to the actual character, like, specifically Terminator 2, right? Like they were able to create. Right, that's why I'm saying Terminator, not Terminator Two. I, I, fair, but but still though, like even the film The Terminator, you still are like the character is interesting here. Like the oh, story, yeah, the villain is interesting. Yeah, like 
like Sarah Connor, like these characters are iconic and memorable. Yeah. You, know? you can't say the same. It sounds like you can't say this about Tenet. Not a whole lot, no. Like I said, among rewatches, I'm sure we'll find stuff to like point at and see that was interesting. That was cool. That's why this character motivation yeah. changed here. But upon first viewing and probably an only viewing for some time that most people yeah. get, yeah, it's good for the action set pieces that you'll get. And it's good for the backwards inversion time mechanic that you'll get. Yeah. But stitching together with the characters is probably the weak point where you're going to break chain. Yeah, and I'm sorry, you may disagree with this, but after hearing all of that, I feel like this is going to be what Christopher Nolan does not want to hear, which is, I think this is a patented media boat stream it. Probably. Because this does not sound like the kind of movie that I'm like, hey, you should go seek out a drive-in theater near you to go see. Doesn't sound like it's that good. Um, no, but when you can like bring in your own food, like a whole... <laughs> buffet of I heard the pizza was pretty snacks. good. The pizza is pretty good <laughs> that you bring in yourself with alcohol. BYOP, as they say, and BYOP. And, and the one pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. Oh, you gotta have the BYOSP. Yeah, okay. but specifically watermelon. Ooh, that's the best kind. Hell yes. yeah. Hell yeah, all watermelon. Do you want to say anything about Tenet? I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, to be okay. honest. Um, it's not really my thing. <laughs> I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, I can get behind this. It has some thriller mystery vibes. Mike was appalled when I said I'd never actually seen Inception. So like, I didn't really, um, I wasn't as familiar with Christopher Nolan movies, but I felt it was followable enough that somebody who hasn't seen his movies could actually follow it, which I know a lot of people have critiqued Inception that it's like hard to even follow. So I actually really enjoyed it. Robert Pattinson was amazing. Denzel's son was amazing. Yeah, I keep forgetting Great. Robert Pattinson. I liked it. Yes, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Why? Isn't that his name? Yeah, Pattinson. <laughs> Yes. He's the Batman. Batman. He's forever a vampire in my eyes. <laughs> the Batman. Yes. The Batman. Anyway. Anyways, okay. yeah, I would agree with the stream it. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem... Especially right now. You'll lose, especially right else. now. You'll lose something yeah. from it, but for the most part, you will... So wait. You'll get it. You can wait and see if that... On first viewing. Okay. Did you see any other movies you want to talk about that were released in the calendar year 2020? Uh, yes, but I'm saving it for TV because it's a Disney Plus film. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, for now, let's move on to movie news, shall we? Oh, okay, because we talked that for 20 minutes. Yeah, so we need to get through the rest of this show, turns out, as well. Yep. Our first story in movie news this week has to do with a sequel to a movie that came out a long time ago. Can you guess what? Um, something that came out in 2006 where everyone was quoting it? Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to set you up for like, you, sh you could ask someone in the vicinity of you right now about it. Who would that be? You mean my wife? There it is. <laughs> All right. It's required whenever somebody talks about Borat. That they yes, he, yes. That is the Borat voice. You have to talk about right. Borat and his wife. 
or my wife. <laughs> anyway, they're making a sequel to Borat. And by yes. they, I mean, of course, star and writer. And did he direct it too? I believe he directed them as well. Right. It's kind of Sasha the real Baron. style. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. So Amazon Studios has acquired the worldwide rights to the sequel to Borat, which is full title, in case you forgot, was Borat, colon, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. I know that you included in this, here to, uh, in this story to make me read the whole thing, so I had well, to do it. Yes, but also because the title for the sequel was released. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. there. Uh, the film, which of course stars Sasha Baron Cohen as the title role once again, will premiere late October, so about a month from now, on Amazon Prime. The Borat sequel is the first movie made during the shutdown. We reported on this, in fact, when we mentioned that he had showed up at the occasional public event. Yes, dressed as Borat. People were wondering, oh, what's this for? Turns out, for a film, which most people kind of guessed. Yeah. It was shot surreptitiously as quickly as coronavirus shooting restrictions were eased and unions were in agreement on a return to shooting. When that happened, Baron Cohen and his team were filming, filming the movie the next day with a minimal crew. So they never really stopped, I guess, is what mm-hmm. this basically suggests. Um, uh, I think it was thought of mm-hmm. and, and developed before filming. Right. And, and then once, like the day one, when restrictions were lifted, they're like, okay, let's go film. We have everything in place. Right. Figured it out. Mm-hmm. So he rushed, of course, to have the film ready because he wants it out before election day. That's key. The title of the sequel is officially Borat colon gift of pornographic monkey to vice premier Michael Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, sorry. Yes. That's a lot. Apparently that's um, according to a now deleted WGA filing, that title. So may change maybe between now and the release, but eh, this is probably it. I wouldn't be surprised if this was it or if it was maybe somewhat pared down yeah. and not just straight up Borat too. So yeah, I, um, I have not seen Borat for all the cultural references that have been made for the last over decade now of this film. I still have not. I've just never bothered. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like I'm not missing a whole lot. Nope. Uh, but... I'm sure a lot of people are excited for this. I'm sure a lot of people will pay to see this on Amazon Prime. And it's an interesting time like to do it, something like this. I think that there's a lot that's ripe to uh, talk about in the Sasha Baron Cohen style between you know relationships with America and Middle Eastern countries. Well, he did uh, This Is America recently for Showtime. Right. So the, it's, the time is now. The iron is hot. So he's going to strike it. Yep. All right. And the, Get out there right before election day. Speaking of irons that are hot and uh, companies that want to strike it, Disney is taking advantage of the fact that their Lion King remake in 2019 was a huge hit. How big was it? It was so big that the last film grossed $1.6 billion worldwide. Hmm. That's how big it was. Hmm. I, I, you, you smell that? You, you smell that? Yeah. It's the sound of... That's the sound of money being tasted on your right. mouth. I was going to say, that's your three different senses at this point, <laughs> that metaphor. Um, so Disney is taking advantage of the big success of that 
live action slash animated question mark question mark question mark uh film by making a sequel to it yes a sequel to it that is not an adaptation of the direct-to-video uh 1998 film uh the lion king 2 simba's pride no this is not related and it, not related to the other direct-to-video <laughs> lion king one and a half one and a half yes which is also in the canon no this is a brand new uh, film that will be a direct sequel to the 2019 Lion King and they've tapped none other than Best Picture winner Moonlight director Barry Jenkins to direct which is a get if you ask me uh, I'm going to ask you is that a get? That's a get Okay that's a get uh, So yeah The Lion King with, will have Jeff Nathanson back as, uh, 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 writing the script for it as he also wrote the script for the last one. Uh, there's no release date set yet for this or any production date to start production on it because obviously Disney's kind of in limbo, production limbo right now in a lot of ways. They're in theme park limbo as well. That too. Well, that's not purview of the Media Boat <laughs> podcast, but ooh, hate to work at Disney parks this week, let me tell you. Um, the story will further explore the mythology of the characters, including Mufasa's origin story. Guess what? He was a young lion once too. I hate to break, I mean, spoiler alert, but he had to grow up just like Simba did. I yes, he also couldn't wait to be king. I bet. Yeah, I bet that's true. Um, similar to The Godfather Part 2. Uh, I don't know if this is your editorialization or the story you wrote or story you copied and pasted. Uh, set on the African <laughs> plane with a continuation of the tradition of music, just like Godfather Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Just the juxtaposition was funny. Um, film will continue with the photorealistic technology that director John Favreau used, but no word if the star-studded voice cast from that film will all return. So uh, no guarantee that you'll get your Donald Glovers and your Beyonce's back for this one. Especially if you age them up the one or two years. There's no maybe. need. Yeah, there's no need for some of them. Right. Uh, I mean, it depends on how much money they get for it, who they want to cast in the other roles as well, because you're not going to have James Earl Jones voice a young Mufasa. No, that doesn't make any sense. You have yeah. to recast that character for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody out there is probably excited for this, somebody who really enjoyed uh, that adaptation of The Lion King, but eh, this seems like a cash grab to me. Uh, not Unless the story is really that good that they're going to be telling here the emotionless like method of the photorealistic lions it just doesn't do it for me so you're a pass on this already i'm already not interested because i wasn't interested in the last thing so why would i be interested in but this will be an original story yes but if you already took the story of the lion king which worked and adapted it in a mo method in a new method that's telling me that the method is the thing that's broken, not the story. So if you're telling me that, the, that you're putting a new story with the same method, you're still losing me. So change the method acting. Yes. Like, I, if you're going to do a sequel to The Lion King, make it like The Lion King that people liked. And yes, I realize $1.6 billion sounds like somebody liked mm. this, which is why I'm saying not for me, but somebody will be happy with mm. it. Yes, yes. Also, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, that too. Anyway, anything else that you want to say about the world of film before we move on? 
Um, nothing yet, uh, because new movies still not happening. At least not till next week, maybe. Maybe, yeah. It looks like we have uh, some releases coming out on the 9th. Yeah, it's next week. But until then, nothing is happening in your local movie theater. Until then, the balcony is closed, as Siskel and Ebert used to say. <laughs> okay, now you have to explain who Siskel and Ebert were for everyone who uh, <laughs> There's no time, Zoomers. There's no time. Let's move on to television. And we always start television with, of course, the sports corner. Because as of right this second, sports are still happening. Sports uh, are currently on. Even Baseball though is happening. Yeah, even though we're looking at the end of three sports uh, this this week and the coming weeks, uh, respectively. So let's talk about it, why don't we? First up, NFL history was made this week. Well, a lot of NFL history was made this week. But the first of those big stories was that in the Cleveland Browns and the Washington football team game. Yes, the Washington football team, everybody's favorite. Yep. Nondescript football team. Yep, the WFTs. Yes. Um, they made history this week as they had the first match to feature a female coach on both sides, as well as a female ref all at once. Yep. Almost as if it was planned that way. Well, yeah, but still cool that out. Yeah, it goes to show you that little incremental changes are happening at, on the sidelines in the sport, uh, which is cool. Yep, that ceiling is being broken of glass. Yeah, yeah, always good to see. Denver Broncos uh, had a little bit of a digital trickery this week with adding by adding two thousand citizens of South Park. Yes, not digital trickery. What, wait, what? They were cardboard cutouts. Oh, okay. I didn't actually see this, so it's even stupider than I imagined. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Cardboard cat cutouts of characters from South Park. Yes. 2,000 characters from South Park are there were in the stands. Are there 2,000 individual characters in South Park at this point that they can Probably. Um, were there repeats? No. Uh, when you count like sp- special one-offs like Man Bear Pig and I don't, Scott Malcolmson. When you say 2,000, that yeah. seems like too many. <laughs> but maybe... Yes, but when you realize that the Simpsons... I have way more than that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is like I don't know if there's 2,000 Simpsons characters, but I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. That seems like, hmm, I don't know. To fact check this. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like they have pictures. They showed everyone. Okay. Well, regardless, that well, happened. Yeah, this was in anticipation for the return of South Park, which is tonight, Wednesday, with their one-hour pandemic special, which we will have thoughts on. Next week, about yes, and then uh, the last thing, of course, we have to talk about in football is, of course, the biggest news story of the football week, which is all about it finally happened. Speaking of things being broken, uh, the COVID seal on the NFL got broken this week. You had your first, uh, first NFL player, uh, that reported positive in a Falcon CB, AJ Terrell, and then uh, that's Falcons cornerback. AJ Terrell. You have a CB here, not QB. That's no. your. That's your. Yes. Back. No, that is correct. Cornerback, not quarterback. Oh, sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, yes. cornerback, not quarterback. Cornerback. Yes, this is a defensive player. Yes. Um, and then you thought his name was CB AJ. No, I was saying Falcons CB AJ Terrell. Okay, it sounded like you said audible, Falcons yeah. CB AJ. 
Um, no, I know what a cornerback is. Okay. <laughs> in case that's what you're trying to accuse me of. Um, but that, of course, let the floodgates open because shortly after that, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans basically said, ah, we're compromised over here, guys. So the Tennessee Titans happened after their game played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went two weeks well without a positive test, and then the Titans all of a sudden out. Got nine, so they postponed their games moving forward until. Uh, yeah, read the little blurb below it. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, yeah, so if, yeah, you want it, jump, if you want to jump to the whole Titan story then, because that's basically. No, that's what I intend, intended on doing. I don't know if yeah. you. Oh, you do have that separated out. Yeah, I do have a separate event. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into it then. Yeah, let's just talk about that real quick while we're in sports. Uh, So, yeah, Tennessee Titans had three new player positives and five new personnel positives for COVID. Uh, Both Titans and the Vikings, who hosted them on Sunday, will suspend in-person club activities starting on Sunday. Uh, No Titans coaches or players can be in their practice facility until next weekend. This uh, has this resulted weekend, in Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. coming weekend. It would have been next weekend if, on Sunday when the story was reported. Right. <laughs> um, this has resulted in Sunday's game between the Steelers and Titans being postponed. Uh, they are considering all options to reschedule, either to Monday night or even Tuesday, possibly. Uh, this will be based on test results later uh, to notify personnel on start of Thursday night's game. So we'll know maybe by tomorrow night where they stand. Right. Um, they may do a double Monday night game. It's possible they could do an yeah. afternoon game. Yeah. Um, because no fans. Some day football. Yep. I love some day football. Uh, uh, this does throw a wrench into fancy players. Yeah. For either team. Yeah. So and this, plan accordingly. And this continues to go to show you that it turns out that the everybody thought that the basketball and hockey bubbles were wild, but they totally are the ones that worked. The, They're the ones who have gotten zero tests, yeah. zero positives through yeah. their entire series. Yeah, I mean, playoff system. Ba- baseball and football kind of, you know, they tried the more open approach, and they got, you know, they got the results. So yeah, yeah. like the experiment failed in their cases, but the experiment succeeded in basketball, which is great. Crazy. And the only time that players in the NBA got positive tests where when they left the bubble. Yes, that's key. Turns out bubbles work. Um, Let's move on and talk about those other bubbles. That's control. That's too much control. Yeah, Yeah, tell us of the Pac-10. You and and the president. You and Mr. I saved football, unquote. (laughs) Oh, I cracked up at that. Jesus Christ. So... Again, not in the purview of this podcast, but that debate last night. Oh, well, we'll get to that in the, the um, thoughts. I have no words. Well, no, okay, I well, we have thoughts. We have thoughts. We'll go to thoughts. I don't know it. if we should talk about that. Well, it's let's down there in thoughts because it's happened on TV. Four. Anyway, let's talk about sports still because that's a good still yes. in this hell world. Um, okay, so moving on from football into the basketball bubble, the Lakers and the Heat are your NBA finals. Uh, so get ready, uh, Miami, Los Angeles. Yep. Oh, also, real quickly in basketball news, the Clippers fired Doc Rivers, head coach. Yeah. So 
Oh, so much. We have an opening. So much for that. <laughs> so much for that. Like a bit, again, we talked about it briefly last week, but so much for that big game that the Clippers talked before the season started. They but, went up, th- they lost 3 1 lead. Yeah. Can't do that. You can't However, do that. Congratulations to the big talk that the Lakers made because, yeah, the LeBron led Lakers pretty much guaranteed a spot and they made it. They did well, the thing they said. When, when LeBron sits out a year, he's on vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Also, I saw a hot take on Twitter this week. I don't know if you saw this going around where somebody was like, hey, after the amount of uh, uh, NBA finals and uh, postseason appearances LeBron has, can we finally call him better than Jordan? Yeah. And I was totally. like, Maybe. If he wins the championship, I would consider it. Yeah, might be the case. Mm-hmm. Because he's done it with different teams, whether Jordan did it with the same right. core team. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's a hard comparison to make, I think, because their eras are so different. Yeah, but it, the more LeBron wins championship, the easier it is. Sure it's going to be. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, in, in another 20 years, you're going to have the LeBron James documentary series on ESPN that talks about how great he was and how he was the greatest of all time. Just wait. We'll see. That will be broken down into uh, three parts. <laughs> a, a trilogy of teams. Yes. Where it starts with the decision. Yeah. No, no. no. The decision is the end of Act 1 where he leaves Cleveland. Right. Yeah, that's key. To go to Miami to win his first championship. Yeah. And then the decision to go back to Cleveland. Right. In the second movie. You're already writing this in your head. You should just make this. I should just make it. This is your. It goes well with my Michael Phelps film that I'm making. Yeah. Called Greatness. (laughs) Where it's eight. Yeah. The eight medals he won. This is your, yeah, this is your project for the next two decades (laughs) of your life. Start it now so you can sell it to ESPN. Where some 15 year old kid will grow up to play future Michael Phelps. Right, yeah. It's not even alive yet. No, Michael B. Jordan will still play LeBron. <laughs> Somehow. Also, wait a minute. There's a, up. Isn't a documentary somebody is playing LeBron James? Yeah. LeBron James is going to age out by the time that happens. You see, the, the footage of the last dance of Michael Jordan is kind of great, though. He's <laughs> this old man smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey. That's what a billion dollars will do. Yeah, that's what it'll do. And I, I picture LeBron doing that. Uh, LeBron's got to buy himself a NASCAR team first. (laughs) (laughs) The last step in the career. Okay. What the last ride. But that's not the only finals uh, that we're approaching rapidly as baseball is in the postseason long last. Ah, yes. The great October. October. October baseball. Yes, is here along with it, October baseball. Um, and, I, and I'm going to say that if your team is not in the postseason, I'm going to apply baseball rules, which is that <laughs> they're all in party time right now. So they, can't, they are all partying and they cannot stop until play resumes. That's how it is in baseball and imagine it's the same for baseball. So for example, your, uh, your angels are in party time. And so Mike Trout is just constantly doing a keg stand at the moment. Uh, he can't. He has a baby now. Just so because he has a stand with the baby? the baby with his legs while he's doing the keg, keg stand. Trust me. He's very, very, he's a very good athlete. He's going to place the baby in one of his seven gold glove awards. Yeah, exactly. He's, the baby's just chilling in the, the awards. <laughs> very comfortable. Um, Sucking on a silver slugger bat. 
Exactly. Yes. All <laughs> those things. Probably getting some sort of terrible disease from those things, but that's okay. Hey, walk it with Korok. Uh, because he earned it. Yeah. All right. But baseball. Yes. Some of your teams, though, did make it. If you're a fan of any of these. All right. Who am I rooting for? So here's the lineups. Here's what we got. Here's the face-offs. The Rays versus the Blue Jays. The Indians versus the Yankees. The Twins and the Astros. The Athletics. A's. Sorry. Without the apostrophe, I thought the word as was there. It confused me. You need that apostrophe. They're the A apostrophe as. They're the Athletics. Yes. The A's uh, and the White Sox, the Dodgers and the Brewers, Padres and the Cardinals, Cubs and the Marlins, the Braves and the Reds. Um, that so sounds like way more teams than usual. That's because, because there is. is. Yes, we no over team is getting a bye week, right. a, a bye from the first round. So you know uh, first what that round is always, yeah, first round is best of three games. So win two and you move on. So you know what this means, of course, the alarm's going off and that means, hey, if you're undecided, it's time to jump on the Dodgers bandwagon. Just like last year. Just they like have room. They ordered the super stretch limo. They have room. Yes. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon slash stretch limo. Join on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can order your Mookie Betts jersey through the MLB shop. It'll yeah. arrive in two days. Yes. Don't go through Fanatics. It will be hung up and lost. Yeah, it sounds like you're speaking from experience on that one. When you're trying to order a jersey for a birthday and it says it will arrive in time and then gets delayed a week and then another week and all of a sudden the birthday's gone. So you cancel said order only to order it on MLB.com and it arrives two days later. This seems complex. Um, so good luck, I guess, if you're trying to get merch. I'm just saying don't use fanatics. Yeah, that's, a good, that's good advice. Yes. Lastly, in sports though, the other bubble uh, in hockey you also had finals, and I say had because those already happened. Yes, the uh, cup has been lifted. The cup has been lifted. The Stanley Cup is now the property of the Tampa Bay Lightning if they are your champions this season. Yes. Suck it, Dallas Stars. Yeah. Suck it, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, but we knew that. But we already knew that. They, um, they, this they also means so much they didn't even play in the bubble. Yes. Uh, this also means that the NHL draft is coming up in a week's time, I believe. Yeah. It's either this Friday or next Tuesday. Soon. Or the other, but soon. Well, that does it for sports unless you have anything else to add. Because sports, like I said, half of them are ending soon. So Right, soon and it's literally the only new things that are happening on TV, at least yeah. like the next week. Yeah, at least, which is actually a good segue, because at least until this coming week, because something is going to happen this week on yes. television. Uh, network TV is, throw up huge quotes around here, returning. Yes, we have the fall season, unlike any other fall season we've seen before, where basically it's whatever the networks have left that's ready, yeah. that's produced and ready to show on television. So... One of those returning shows is Saturday Night Live. Uh, Back from their Saturday Night Live from home setup, they are prepped and ready to return to the studio. So here's what's happening on the October 3rd season premiere. Chris Rock will be your host. 
with Megan the Stallion as your musical guest. I wonder if they're going to let her do uh, WAP or not. I don't think she can because censorship. Yes. Although, is anyone really watching Saturday Night Live? Anymore? Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. Um, this will be Chris Rock's third time hosting and first as a season opener. NBC recently confirmed that the entire SNL cast from the last season will return. So that includes your heavy hitters, Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson. Right, they were all on the bubble of leaving, but yeah. where they're they all go returning now? for season 46. Um, previous season recently saw Emmy Awards going to Don Roy King for directing, Eddie Murphy and Maya Rudolph for their guest appearances. And production, light, uh, production design and lighting design, and for, of course, Outstanding Variety Sketch Series. New featured players added to the cast include Andrew Dismooks, Dismooks, Dismookies? Dismooks? I don't know how you pronounce his name. He was a former writer, or, or still maybe current writer, who was making his premiere. Yes. Uh, Lauren Holt, who yes. was, I guess, in something called Hypocrite. It was an award-winning short uh, that uh, has won some awards. And the wonderfully named Punky Johnson. No relation to Punky Brewster, I assume. Again, Zoomers. Although I assume that's where the name came from. Yeah. Uh, who was a guest in something called Zombie Con, which sounds like a web short. Type uh, also short film. Uh, so yeah, Jim, Cur- Jim Carrey, as uh, previously reported on uh, all sorts of different uh, news sites on the internet a couple weeks ago, is set to be a guest, uh, guest uh, make guest appearances as Joe Biden uh, going forward, which I guess presumably will happen at the beginning of the, the season. We'll see. Assuming as the season is this Saturday, I assume we will open a cold open with the oh, debate. After last night, that How do you not open, right? They can't not make that the cold open. The How do you not? Others are probably like freaking pray, like thanking the comedy gods for that stuff. They just got served a cold open on a silver platter last night. Like, you can't ask for any better material, really. Well, the thing is that they could also be just have the, the literally kind of realize, this is what the president said. Right. We're not making this up. This, this part was real. Yeah. Yes. Um, although I don't like, I don't have any faith that them do a, do a good job of any of this. I'm just saying that that's what they will do. Well, I don't uh, think we'll have any famous lines like strategery thrown around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of strategery, but yes, uh, but yeah, so they're being very strategic in the way that they're having uh, the cast and this, the and uh, the crew uh perform this season because obviously COVID is still a threat and so they are testing thoroughly there will be a limited studio audience uh where everyone will be tested upon entering the building and a 15 minute rapid test uh specifically according to lauren michaels in addition all 45 seasons of the series so far will be start to start to be available on Peacock. Hey, it's the thing that I said that Peacock needed to have is finally happening uh, starting tomorrow, October 1st. The full SNL library hasn't been available to viewers uh, since CISO. Remember CISO? NBC's brief attempts, attempt at a comedy-centric streaming service that was shut down way back in 2017. Yeah, that was their response to Crackle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, some people, I'm sure, are out there are very excited about this, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm 
the cool news is here is that they'll beat the back catalog of SNL again. Doesn't say though, I don't know if you know whether this is for the free tier or whether the pay tier will have or will be the only access. It doesn't say. I'm going to assume it's for the paid tier. Because for, yeah, I'm going to assume it's for the pay because I mean, if they're keeping stuff like Parks and Rec under the pay tier, then there's no reason they would give away all 45 seasons of SNL. House is under the paid tier. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, why would you buy the pay tier? But like, Heroes is not. Yeah, but stuff like Heroes that nobody cares about. Oh, whoa, oh, oh. They made plenty of references to Heroes in 30 Rock. I'm, I, I, my point stands. Moving on. <laughs> So you have a little bit of bits here to wrap up the movie news here. Yeah. Sorry, television news. Television news. Uh, first up, Hulu uh, will start offering the film RBG for free following uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. So if you have uh, not seen that. This is the award-winning doc yep. RBG. Yep, so you will be able to see that if you haven't already. Next up, Samuel L. Jackson is, is set to star a Nick Fury show in development at Disney+. Plus. So mm-hmm. there you go. A spinoff of Amazon's The Boys is in development as well. Um, so if you're a fan of that, more to come. Not sure which part of the spinoff it is, but one of them's getting its own show. We'll see. Uh, the Lord of the Rings show, also on Amazon, has resumed its production in New Zealand, I presume. So that yes. will continue being made. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, for fans of Cartoon Network's Steven Universe, Finally, fans will get a full DVD release of the show, something that uh, Cartoon Network rarely does. So this is a big win. Yes. Also a big win for anyone who doesn't have internet access or a stable internet connection access. Right. Or if your internet, for some reason, goes down and you have to resort to physical media. Yeah, because at the moment it is important to probably note here that the entirety of Steven Universe, including the movie, is available on HBO Max if you're a subscriber of that service. Yes. All right. That does it for television news. So you have one thing that you watched here. You mentioned earlier it was a Disney Plus thing. Yes. Once this again, our once again our trusty Disney Plus reporter is here to talk about the new thing this week. All right. This is a mouthful. It's called The Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Got it. So if you are a royal, you will never be royal. Yeah, I was going to say, Lord says that we're never going to be royals. Right. But if you just happen to be royal, Uh and you just happen to be the second born of a royal family, you are magically, and I say magically because genetics, magically bestowed superpowers. Oh, cool. Random. You would think it would be enough to be royal, and have like, you know, all that gave, gives you. But to also have magic powers, I think that's a little overkill if you ask me. Well, see, the reason they have superpowers is so they can protect the royalty. Ah, I and see. And protect the monarchy. Okay. Uh, so that's my first gripe with it is you <laughs> are genetically, your genetic makeup is similar to your siblings, except you somehow get a superpower and your siblings do not because you were second born, but genetics doesn't determine that. Oddly selective. Yes, very super selective. Um, Second gripe about it is that our princess in the beginning sings a want song. Wait, is this a musical? No, 
but she is musically gifted or talented because that's what you need to do to have a very cool hip princess. Yes. You make them musically talented. So she plays guitar with her groundskeeper's son's friend, who's also her friend. Okay. Only knows it because the groundskeeper um, who plays drums. So you're a two-man band instead of a one-man band. Yeah. And so you, she, in the beginning, she's, she does a want song, a very hard punk rock sure. duo song <laughs> of down with the monarchy. Let All the right. people have a voice. So like a G-rated, like God Save the Queen, like Sex Pistols kind of deal? Yeah. But when she all of a sudden decides that, oh, oh, she figures out that, oh, she has superpowers, then her tune kind of changes. Pun definitely intended. Yeah, right. Especially when the villain, I'm going to throw villains around here, um, also has the same goal of disestablishing the monarchy. And I'm going, wait, that's what she's saying in the beginning. Yeah. What are you saying now? Those are the same goals, and yet now you have them opposed because reasons. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of interesting, though, in a way. Yeah, but you were literally just singing about it thirty minutes ago. And yeah, but training like, montage. But I, I think it's interesting from a storytelling like standpoint because then you're like, oh, it's a compare contrast kind of thing, where it's like similar kind of concepts, but how they're going about it is different. Well, yeah, because one person tried to kill his brother. Yeah, that's a big difference, I would say. Well, I didn't say try because it's successful. Yeah. Little uh, Black Panther kind of thing. Yeah, but he ends up in jail. And then not explained how he gets, how he communicates with the person to get him out of jail, necessarily. (laughs) Not important. No, not important. It kind of glosses over several major plot points very quickly. (laughs) It's for children, is what it sounds like. It's the Disney Channel original movie. It's for children. Yes. Like that's, that's just what they're doing. They're putting the original movies on Disney Plus. I mean, why not? Like, why not just simulcast those things? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this was also simulcast on Disney Channel. Just yeah. hey, by the way, it's also on Disney Plus. They're never really that good. I mean, as somebody who just uh, rewatched Smart House. <laughs> oh boy. They're the, yeah, they don't hold up, let me tell you. Oh, I watched Alley Cats. Ooh, the Alley Cat Strike, I believe. Yes, Alley Cat Strike. Yeah, oh boy. Because bowling. And also motocross, which holds up better than anything else. Motocross, huh? Okay. Yeah, motocross is great. Hold up better than Brink? It does. <laughs> As you know, we shat on Brink. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so what I'm trying to get at is, so this sounds like this is for kids. Like, this is not... This is a Disney Channel for, for kids, but this is also what they're showing kids. Right, but if if you're looking for like a certain level of quality, you're not going to get there. Yeah, also your villain's not that smart because he has telekinetic powers mm-hmm. and says try to use technology to kill the royals instead of using telekinetic powers to crumble said building they're all in, in on itself. Okay, an implosion. Yes. Like remove, like use your powers to pull out the the cornerstone or something, so it all comes all the load down. bearing, all the load bearing things. Yes, instead of like being too high tech about it. Yeah. 
there's a lot of stuff to poke holes in this. Sounds like it. But, you know, if you're a kid watching it, it's a fun romp. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. You'll just look back and be like, oh, I thought this was good. <laughs> exactly. Just like Smart House. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you watched on television that you want to talk about here? Uh, watched the 2020 presidential debate. Yeah, like I said, I don't know how much we should talk about this, but uh, the way I put it to to a friend of the show, Christy, last night was it was like watching 50 train wrecks all at once. Uh, so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about it? Okay, cool. It was just embarrassing on so many, so many levels. That's all I have yeah. to say. Check your local Facebook, Twitter, exactly, Instagram news feed. Yeah, because let me tell you, it was a fun night on social media, but but actually watching the thing, I felt like I like that, like I lost years of my life or something. You know, I saw one person, one really funny, funny Twitter take I saw last night was, "This debate feels like feels like watching uncut gems." And I'm like, oh, okay, then I definitely should not watch Uncut Gems is basically my takeaway. Because you just have, you know, you have that anxious stomach, like, every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're just like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. I had the anxious stomach through that entire debate. All 90 minutes? Yeah, I was just like, oh, boy. This is hard to watch. So, yeah. Mm. Imagine that, but on a countrywide level, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, the way I saw it was that this was supposed to change anyone's mind. It didn't. No, no, no. If anything, it just reinforced both everyone what they already believe, which is whatever. But anyway, let's stop talking about this. Okay. Anything else, 2020 television, fictional preferably, that you want to talk about? Uh, Nope, did not watch anything new. Still uh, catching up on Ted Lasso. It's still running a new episode every week so i will have more to talk about probably after the season is over okay all right let's move on music why don't we or actually before we do that we do cancellations and renewals i almost forgot all right what am i no longer watching uh, apparently nothing because this version of this google doc is just a big goose egg unless you did edit this at some point oh i did okay hold on let me reload the google map i should have known it's okay. On there's two. Yeah. I'll just do it real quickly. There's two renewals, both for two years, and both at Fox. Bob's Burgers gets two years, and there Family is. Guy gets another two years. I pulled it up. You're correct. Those are the only renewals. So if you like uh, Fox Animation, then good news. Yep. Then we have one death this week. Uh, Helen Teddy, age 78, was a singer uh, responsible for I Am Woman, of course, uh, Delta Dawn. Won a Grammy back in 1973. Yes, Delta Dawn, famous song. All right, that, that will do it for television. So let's move on to music. I hand this over to your iPad. You're <laughs> 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 not actually using your iPad, but if you were. Um, oh, I am. I'm using my iPad. There it is. Um, that looks like a phone. Anyway. <laughs> no. This is a phone. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, tell us about music. Well, we always start music with the Billboard. And we start the Billboard with the Hot 100. And the hottest song right now is so hot. It's Dynamite. Yes. Yes. BTS, Dynamite, your number one song. Back at number one. Back at number one. Uh, that means number two, WAP. Weird Ass People, Cardi B, featuring Megan Thee Stallion. And number two, Holy, but oh. not Holy from Florida Georgia Line. Holy from Justin Bieber, featuring Chance the Rapper. Yeah. At number three. At number four, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake, featuring Lil Dirk. And cracking the top five, a newcomer, <laughs> Mood by 24K Golden, <laughs> featuring Ian Dior. This sounds, this sounds to me like another one of those songs that went viral on TikTok that we've seen so many times in 2020. Yeah. We're just like, I don't know what that is, but suddenly it's in the top five. I don't know. Mood. So for once, the Zoomers, please explain this because we had to, like, we're not going to explain who, um, who Punky Brewster is, but you can explain to us what 24 Golden is. And what happened to the E? Did he have to sell it? Maybe. All right. All right. Anyways, moving on to our albums chart, your Billboard 200. Yes. Uh, back at the top spot, um, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, does she get the record now? Yes, that means her return to number one means that she has broken Whitney Houston's record for most weeks with a number one record uh, from a female uh, performer. So there you go. She did it. She's now the record holder. Congratulations, Taylor Swift. At number two, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. At number three, Top. My young boy never broke again. <laughs> yes. Media boat favorite, young boy never broke again. Who is or is not broke. Yeah, he just got arrested apparently for, <laughs> for drug and firearm possession. So young boy never broke again. Uh, probably spent that money too quickly, if you ask me. Uh, he should probably go ask 24K Golden for a loan. Maybe. Depends on his mood. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Uh, number four, Alicia by, yes, that Alicia Keys. Yes, Alicia Keys. And at number five, Legends Never Die by Juice World. Yep, so some, some repeat uh, comers there, but a couple, of, a couple of new ones. If you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. Do we? Yep. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to. But here are the new releases. Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. This one, it, unfortunately, it wasn't a big enough story to actually put in the stories. But just a fun fact, this album was announced by Morgan Freeman as part of like a weird like publicity thing that they did this week. Like his voice announced? or Yeah, like he in person, in person on video was, yeah, basically introduced announced this album so someone paid cameo for morgan freeman to cameo <laughs> the ultimate on this album the yes. ultimate cameo here one million dollar cameo right here <laughs> uh, uh we also have the album by blackpink yes 
This uh, is the second time, by the way, we've had an artist release an album called The Album this year. The mm. last time was that Tiana Taylor. Yes, don't be confused. It's still The Album. Fun 2020 trivia for you. Speaking of 2020, <laughs> 2020 by John, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> you almost said John Bovey. <laughs> which was the, well, that was the uh, SNL parody band that was... Uh, it was uh, Jason Sudeikis and, um, oh, what's his name? Horatio Sands. No. Yes. Was it? Yes. Was it? Okay. It always is. <laughs> yeah, never Bon, bon Jovi. <laughs> John, John Bon Jovi. John, sorry, John Bovi. John Bovi. <laughs> uh, we also have Squeeze by Born Ruffians, and that is Squeeze in all caps. Yep. Under the Spell of Joy by Death Valley Girls. I'm sorry, by Death Valley Girls. <laughs> my best Valley Girl impression. That, that's terrible, but okay. I don't do a good one. I just said that was my impression of it. <laughs> You're not from the Valley. It's okay. Uh, a, a Holly Dolly Christmas by Dolly Parton. Because everybody knows that September means the Christmas albums start coming out. Well, this is technically the first week of October. But you know what I mean. Yes. And if you think, wow, this is album is a Christmas album, that must be early. Yeah. Just wait till we get to thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, we also have The Rarities by Mariah Carey. Also a Christmas album? No, that's probably a rarities collection. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> we also have Serpentine Prison by Matt Berminger. Ber- Baron Berninger? Berninger? He's the dude who's the who who sings for the national. He's the vocalist for the national. By Mr. National himself. Yes. We also have Melanie C by Melanie C. And yes, that Mel C from the Spice Girls. That Mel C? That Mel C. Ooh. We also have Us Plus Them by Roger Waters. Shamir by Shamir. Mm-hmm. The Blues by William Shatner. Yeah. Yes, that William Shatner. <laughs> and My Life for Hunted by YG. Banner week this week. Something for everybody. Oh, something for everybody. <laughs> well, okay. Moving on to news. You talked about, or we joked about, young boy never broke again. Maybe <laughs> going broke. Well, he's not the only one. <laughs> As Lil Yachty was in the news because he was, a, yes, that little Lil Yachty. That little Yachty was arrested and charged with driving more than 150 miles per hour That's too fast! an Atlanta interstate. That's too fast. Most cars don't even do that. Most cars aren't supposed to do that. And yet, his did. <laughs> uh, he was driving... I'm uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yachty, whose real name is Miles McCollum. Yeah, Miles... Um, decided to be pulled over on September 21st on the downtown connector 
near University Avenue in Atlanta. He was driving uh, a white Ferrari at the time uh, when he crossed a different when he crashed and was pulled over his other Ferrari. <laughs> it's still recording. I'm so good. <laughs> You just have it like part one, part two, if that's easier for you. I don't think I'll go part one, part two. I think it just says recording. When we end it, it'll just be one recording. So it, we'll see, I guess. You'll find out on the back end. Yes. Anyway, uh, so technical difficulties aside, so Lil Yachty crashed, needless to say. Yes, Lil, well, Lil Yachty was pulled over yeah. uh, on the downtown connector near University Avenue in Atlanta. He was driving a white Ferrari at the time. Uh, In June, he crashed a different Ferrari, a red one, on the same road back in June in an accident in which he suffered only minor injuries. (laughs) According to witnesses, he was driving at the speed on wet roads at the time. In the more recent incident, Yachty, who is 23 and affords two Ferraris, (laughs) <laughs> was taken to the Atlanta City Jail and his Ferrari was given to a friend. He was charged with reckless driving and speeding in excess of maximum limits. So in other words, the moral of the story is no one can stop little Yachty from wanting to drive his Ferraris really fast. That sounds like a lyric to the next little Yachty hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, be- the next little Yachty hit and run. Ooh. Okay. I, I liked I liked your moxie on that one. <laughs> All right. We're gonna go something, go full. Yeah. Just, oh, go, yeah. just like little guy, don't half ass it. Full yeah, full ass it. Pedal to the metal. <laughs> All right. Speaking of going pedal to the yeah, metal. Yeah, who else got a pedal to the metal this week? <laughs> None other than the fastest and the furious himself. Mr. Vind Easel. Vin, Vin Diesel. Yes, Vin, a Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yes. Vin Turing, out of the juggernaut that is the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but it got me. Actor uh, slash Vin model, Diesel. Vin Diesel, decided to add another slash to his name. Yes. Slash singer. Singer? Yes as he released his first single, Feel Like I Do, <laughs> on the Kelly Clarkson show before the song was released on Spotify and other streaming platforms last Fact. Week. Fun fact real quick before you finish the story. <laughs> I was in that orthopedic slash chiropractic office while this was happening. So... <laughs> I did not see the TV, but I heard the TV on, and I was like, "This sounds like Vin Diesel, but he sounds like he's per- like he's like promoting something." <laughs> it was very weird. Anyways, as I was promoting a song, uh, in a pre-recorded message, Diesel, Mister Diesel, said he was honored to premiere the song on Clarkson's show, stating that he had admired her authenticity from her. American Idol win, you know, back in 2002, through her rise to fame. Yeah. Normally, 
he would be filming on set for the next installment of the Fast and Furious in Space movie. Yeah. But due to pandemic-related delays, has now found, quote, another creative... Wait, is this Vin Diesel's voice? Yeah. Another creative outlet. Another creative outlet. Uh, another way to show you and share with you my heart yeah. and my family. That was good. Took it right from my mouth. I literally was going to make a family. I was like, okay, I'm going to fit in a family joke somewhere in the story. And you you pulled the rug right out from under me. Anyway. Yeah, I just beat you to the, the jump punch. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you just did it for the people watching the video. Anyway. Yes. Uh, as Fast and Furious 9 was set to premiere this year, in fact, back in May of 20, May 22nd. Yeah. Pushed back to April 2nd of next year. And we'll see if it makes that date either. It may have to jump through a, a few buildings to make it. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, good for Vin Diesel, right? I mean, he's. What hasn't that man done? He's a movie star. He was a voice actor. He was a video game studio owner. Shout outs to, uh, what was this? Tygon? Yeah, Tygon Studio. Uh, and now he's a singer-songwriter. So there you go. What a weird career. What a weird career. For a bald-ass man. You know who else had a weird career? Who? Santa Claus. Yes. How is he supposed to be in people's houses if you're supposed to be socially distant from him? I bet you thought I was going to say Carrie Underwood, and then I said Santa Claus, huh? No, I was prepared for whatever you were going to say. Okay. Well, tell me about Carrie Underwood, because I understand she has a gift for us. Yes, moving into thoughts, and we're done with Vin Diesel now. Um, Carrie Underwood has a new album out. Huh? I'm looking through uh, what was newly released on Spotify, and I see Carrie Underwood put out a new album called my gift. <laughs> now I was like, oh, <laughs> what? I was expecting that read, but okay. How else do you read? My gift. <laughs> my gift. My gift. Okay, so you mentioned that this is a Christmas album. Yes. So I did not expect this to be a Christmas album. I just hit play album and was immediately inundated with a Christmas album. In September, yeah. as I'm driving down the beach on Friday. In like 90 degree weather. Welcome yeah. to Christmas. I'm like, oh, this is a Christmas album. Oh, it's only like September 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> what is this thing? Like Christmas is not for another three months. So is this, um, are these the traditional Christmas songs you could expect or is this originals? Um, some of them are your traditional, um, your Silent Night, your Come All Ye Faithful, Your Drummer mm-hmm. Boy. Some of them seem original. Yeah. Because I haven't heard them before. Okay. But for the most part, they, like, aside from, like, the first, like, two or three songs, the bulk of it is your classic Christmas songs sung by Carrie Underwood. Now, is this her first Christmas album, or had she had one in the past? I wish she had one in the past, right? I don't know. I feel That's like I'm asking. Thing. We don't have time to fact check this, but I'm just curious. Um, if not, I can see why she put it out because, yeah, she can sing. This yeah. is really a good ballad melody of her voice, but also we kind of knew that America yeah. decided on that 
10 yes. years ago. Speaking of American Idol winners. Um, 15 years ago now? Yeah, 2006? Five? Five, six. 2005. Yeah, so 15 years and she's finally put out Christmas album. Okay, yeah, so. Also, the first Christmas album of the year. Um, expect this to be played radio everywhere come the season. And also, Dolly Parton has her album coming out this year or this week. Well, it's happening. Christmas is upon us, whether you like it or not. We're it's under Halloween. We're in the double digit days of Christmas. <laughs> I went to Home Depot to buy lights, and they had the Halloween stuff, and right oh. next to it, the Christmas stuff. Got to be ready. Got to be ready. It's happening. It's happening. All right. Cool. So it's all right for a Christmas album? Yeah. I I was fine listening to it. I'm not in a Christmas mood yet. No. But what I listened to, I liked. This weather's going to have to go down at least 40 degrees for it to feel ready. (laughs) Just too hot. Um, I liked liked it. I liked what I heard. I didn't (laughs) like hearing it in September, but I liked what I heard. Well, I guess keep it on a Spotify playlist named Christmas Jams and then do not open until... Add to Ugly Sweater Party and then wait until I have an actual Ugly Sweater Party. Speaking of which, are we going to do a Zoom Ugly Sweater Party this year? I don't know. Is that being discussed? Possibly. You have to to spike your own eggnog. Yeah, I mean, I can think I can handle that. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll talk about that after the pod. Anyway... Let's move on. Anyways, did you listen to anything? No. No? All right. Let's move right on into video games then. Yes. Let's wrap this up. Yep. We'll start with uh, new releases, including Star Wars colon Squadrons for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. This is yes. the EA Starfighter game. Yes. People are looking forward to this one. Apparently, it's just as bananas and difficult as people thought it was going to be from early impressions. So... I guess people want the hardcore Star Wars flight game. They got it. Thank you, EA. Yeah, who knew? Um, we also have Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. About time. For the PlayStation or and Xbox. Yeah. Get your Crash Bandicoot no matter what you have. Yep. And lastly, not to be left out, Super Mario Brothers 35 for the Switch. Yes, we talked about this when we talked about the Mario Direct that Nintendo had a few weeks ago. This is the Battle Royale-style Tetris 99-esque uh, Mario Brothers game where you're playing against 34 other people and knocking people out by adding enemies to their screen if you do well, etc. Yep. Last, um, last Mario surviving wins. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me neat. Yep, because it's free. Yeah, free with uh, Nintendo Online. Yes, free which I just renewed. I'm in in for another twenty dollars a year. A year, so in for another year. Yep. All right. Speaking of being in for another year, are you in for some more Pokemon? I mean, I already bought the expansion pass, so I'm in. (laughs) So your pre-purchased expansion pass will now play perfectly into the Pokemon. uh, What people? (laughs) What are you saying? People being possibly portraying Pokemon perfectly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's all you got? Please stop. <laughs> okay. 
uh, read the story. Yes. As the Pokemon <laughs> Company shared the Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Crown Tundra, release date 10-22, October yep. 22nd, a special video update where it also showed the first new gameplay for the expansion. The Crown Tundra is a wintry region that players will be able to spend hours exploring as they make their way through an all-new part of the Sword and Shield story. In the presentation, Pokemon Company President and CEO, Suzaka Irihara. Good try. Bless me. Ishihara. (laughs) Revealed that eight special Pikachu are heading to the game each sporting some classic Pokemon headgear. One for each of Ash's hats, in case you were wondering. Because Pikachu isn't the only new arrival in the Crown Tundra, Ishihara says the new game will grant the series of Pokemon games so far. You skipped a line. I bet I did. <laughs> it says the new game will grant the opportunity to capture, quote, <laughs> Every legendary Pokemon that has appeared in the main series of Pokemon games so far. The word legendary. So if you were hoping for every, your like favorite, for example, if you were hoping Tropius, Media Boat Podcast's favorite Pokemon uh, would appear, no, no deal. However, all the legendaries are coming to this expansion. Yep. Some I could be legendaries. Tropius might be in this. I don't know yet if that's the case. So what do you count as legendary? Just the legendary birds or beasts? So yeah, I guess this would be anything that would be like a legendary tier in the like meta. So like anything in the games that was like, oh, this is a big deal po- event Pokemon kind of thing. Well, like Dragonair. No. Pseudo legendary. That would be regular. They're talking about, yeah, legendary birds like Articuno, Moltres, Zapdos. This is your Mewtwo's, your Mews, your... Uh, Celebi, your Jirachi. Legendary dogs, your Entei's, your Suicunes. This would be... Right, your Rayquaza, your... Um, yeah, Rayquaza, it would be Groudon, it Groudon. would be Yogurt, it would be the X and Y's from X and Y, whatever the hell they were named. Xerneas and... Yavitol. 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 The Sun and Moon dude, which I... The dudes I've forgotten. Lunatic something. Lunatic and Solego. Leo, yeah. So yeah, those like front of the box Pokemon. Okay. But not like red, blue, yellow front of the box. You know what I mean. Later yes. when they decided at some point that the legendaries get to be on the box. Right. And you know which legendaries we forgot to mention? Lugia and Ho-Ho? No, I was going to go with uh, the um, Diamond Pearl. Oh, that's because I don't care about Diamond Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That's a really unpopular... Trust me, I know that's a really unpopular opinion in the Pokemon fandom. If you ask the internet, that's the best for Palakia and Paluga. Yeah, you're something like that. That was Palakia you know, is one of them. If you, Palkia, yeah. Palkia. If you ask the internet, th- that was the best generation. If you ask me, I never finished those games because they were too damn hard. Which one was black and white? Those two. Actually, the two generations I didn't finish were Diamond and Pearl and Black and White because they were both stupid hard <laughs> when I was that age. Eternius was one of them. I couldn't beat a Pokemon game until X and Y came out. It was Eternius the Sword and Shield. No, Eternatus was the Sword and Shield one. Okay. There was another one that was Eternal, or no, it was Doom. He was the weird slug looking guy. I can yeah. picture him. He's on the Platinum Box. Yeah, the I don't Platinum know Box. Who his name is. <laughs> 
Anyways, you gotta stop talking about legendary Pokemon. But that's Pokemon God right there. I want to eat Poke God. Oh, Arceus. Arceus. God. Yeah. Yes. I know all about Pokemon God. Uh, Latios and Latios. Yeah, they'll be in there. Uh, Darkrai. This this has now just become us naming <laughs> Pokemon, so we have to move on. It's okay. We're almost done here. <laughs> uh, some legendaries will be limited to either Sword or Shield, mm-hmm. but you'll still be able to trade them between the most recent games. Yeah. To find most of the legendaries, you'll need to head into the Dynamax dens that Sword and Shield players should be familiar with. Oh, and also the last thing that's not in this story that I wanted to mention um, is that this new game will also have new um, communication features with Pokemon Home, the phone slash Switch app, mm-hmm. including a new version of Meltan, I believe, that will be exclusive to Home. So if you care, then there you go. <laughs> I'm melting. Melting. Yeah. Okay. But let's talk about the real exciting video game news that I'm sure you'll get a kick out of. Oh, I saw this news and I was like, yes. And then I told this, everyone, I was like, yes. This is the one to buy, I think. This yes. Is where I'm like, I'm looking at these games and I'm like, I kind of want to own this. Yes. Um, so if you are still stuck at home and want some social gaming and are sick of playing Among Us, on your mobile device, do I have a game for you? Or rather, do I have several games to promote for you? Because yes. I'm probably buying this thing. Oh, yeah. Because it it's back. back. Jack is back. Yes. Back again. <laughs> Jack Bach is back. Tell a friend. <laughs> Jack Box Party Pack 7 is yes. here. Jack Box Games is releasing five new party games with the latest Jackbox Party Pack 7, which is set to launch October 15th. And a new trailer just dropped for the 7th pack. Introducing more fun-filled friendship-testing games that you can play with your pals. Including Quiplash returning in a threequel. Quiplash 3 the Devil's in the Details. No, that's another game. Quiplash oh. 3 is the name of the first game. Right. So there's, yeah, there's Quiplash 3. Yeah. Uh, the Devil's and the Details, which is described as a collaborative chaos game for three to eight players, where you're a family of devils working together to survive in suburbia. You know, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, there's Champed Up where you can sketch out absurd characters that battle over unusual titles. Talking points, an on-the-spot public speaking game where players have to give a speech in response on whatever picture slides appear. And finally, Lather Round is a guessing game where you describe your secret prompt with very limited vocabulary in the hopes that another player will be able to guess what pop culture thing you're talking about? Much so, like taboo. So here's my take on these games. These all sound great. They all sound stuff that would be way up my alley. Yes. But they also all sound like stuff that our friends outside of the two of us will absolutely hate playing. Yes. <laughs> outside the two of us. So I feel really torn about it because I'm like, as much as this sounds awesome and I want to play the, like the speech game where you have to give an impromptu improvised speech, I know that some people, I'm sure you're thinking of the same people I am, will be like, 
well, I don't want to give a speech or I don't want to draw this monster. Right. Like I can already see it happening in my head. But for us, it's like, yes. These sound great. that challenge. Give me that surprise. And of course, there's nothing wrong with more Quiplash. I mean, Quiplash is classic. Always down for new prompts for Quiplash, for sure. Yep, Quiplash will forever be the go-to game, which I think is why this thing will sell bonkers, because it's Quiplash. That new Quiplash. But yeah, I really want to play Talking Points, and I really want to play Blather Around. Those sound really good. Yeah, my only thing about those things that you have to be in person to talk about yeah, it's gonna or be on a chat. It's not something that you, normal Jackbox can do where you can type some answer in over right. Jackbox app. It's, it's more, it's one of those honor system games where the game isn't judging you, the other people are. And yeah, it's going to be hard for doing that on a stream for sure. Um, the, the speech aspect of it kind of reminds me, remember when we played that, um, the game that was like um, Cards Against Humanity, but it was, um, I forget what it was called, but you had to basically make a speech defending your cho- your card. Oh, um, no, it was... I have, I have it. I have the copy of that one, and I forget what it's called. It's somewhere in here. Yeah, somewhere in there. No, wasn't it... Uh, not the uh, voting one, right? Yeah, it's the voting one where you like had to make a speech. Oh, yeah, that's what's called the voting game. No, it was... Oh, well, that's a different game. I'm talking about something else. Oh, okay. No, you're talking about the one that I got you. Yeah, no, I also have that, but... Yeah. That's something else. Anyways. Yeah, we got to defend your um, your reasoning. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so... Cool. Um, I'm always happy for more, more Jackbox, and it sounds good. Yep, uh, Jackbox 3 is basically an auto-buy for me at this point. Or... Yeah. Quiplash three, yeah. So, so yeah. I'll I'll pay the thirty five dollars for. It seems like, one. yeah. In the grand tradition, maybe it's the odd Jackboxes are the ones you get, have to own because three and five and seven are the best ones. Right. <laughs> so, it's like Star Wars, Star Trek movies. <laughs> anyway, the odd ones. The opposite, actually, of the Star Trek movies, right? right. Anyway, uh, but you played a video game. I played a video game. In fact, you played the video game. It's the video game that the internet cannot stop talking about how good it is. Tell me what you thought about Hades. All right, so should I try and say everything I don't like about it? I mean, I mean, if you want to get that out of the way, or what? I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, I'll, I'll try and talk about the negatives about it. Okay. You die a lot. Yeah, it's roguelike. Yeah, well, okay, so that's the... The game. Hades is a roguelike game where you're in the underworld and every time you die, you get set back to the beginning. There's no checkpoints. I just haven't come across any checkpoints yet. And the goal yeah. is to get from the beginning to the end without dying. It's frustrating as hell and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I yeah. hate that I keep dying. I hate so, that what I do, I always end up dying and I can never reach the end. My I've only gone through like 30 rounds so far. My understanding they, they, like 35 to 40 is the average exit, I think. I think there is a difficulty thing, though, where you can move it down. I read oh, that on Twitter last yeah, no, night. Yeah, you can, you can do it for just the story mode, but I'm not doing just the story mode. I'm, I'm playing on <laughs> normal. You're being stubborn is what you're saying. No, I'm playing as the, the game developers intended. Play it on normal. 
Yeah, I, th always, I think that that stuff is dumb. I say that difficulty is there for a reason. Take advantage of it. But anyways. But anyways, I'm frustrated because as I've climbed the tower, i also trying to fill out the codex. So I never pick the stuff I want and need, but rather the stuff that will help fill out the stuff back at the home base. Right, right. And that's just frustrating to me and nothing sticks and keeps. That's a roguelike. So it sounds like you're struggling with roguelike as a genre. Oh no, I'm just telling you all the stuff that I hate because I love everything else about this game. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. I am in love with this game. I can't get enough of this game. I am happy that I keep dying back because it keeps me back, back and then level up some stuff which some rogues don't necessarily do as well. Right, right. Uh, but I love it. Uh, the rooms keep changing, so it keeps it fresh. The different gods you meet are very random, so it keeps it fresh. Um, even with the gods that you meet, talk amongst themselves without talking to themselves directly is a fun, because they always bash. or like, oh, you met this person. Oh, you met this person. Oh, how was this person? And then... Um, because I did like eventually get into some stuck places where I couldn't, for some reason, like I kept dying in the same place over and over again, but it counteracted with do, with opening other story elements that I could do. Yes. In order to open those and then do those side quests as well. Uh, it is frustrating dying a lot, as you would imagine, mm. but you counteracted by going back and leveling up and most importantly, exploring more of the story as you go, because a lot of the story happens at your home base, but you can only get there when you die. So yeah. being forced, not necessarily forced to die, but being happy that you died means you can go back and continue more of the story. Yeah. Find out more. It seems like, yeah, those, those things that you specifically shouted out are the things why I think everybody is way into this. Mm -hmm. is because it kind of fixes a couple of the issues with the roguelike, which is like you have these games that are maybe in a cool setting and maybe with some cool characters, but because they're constantly restarting, it doesn't feel like a cohesive narrative. It doesn't feel like it's telling a story as much as it is, here's a platform to play a video game. Whereas right, rather the, than here's trying to get to the end, yeah, use what you use the knowledge you've gained as you've gone across yeah. to get further and further. It seems like the cool thing they're doing here is that regardless of whether you die, the world knows, like it's in context of the world, and so the world reacts to your performance, regardless of whether how much you're actually like going through the levels of the game. Like one example I heard on a podcast today, I don't know if you've encountered this yet, is I guess the first boss, like she will, like if you cut, like she because she's the first boss, and you see her so many times, every time she'll say something about like, oh, you again, and that kind of commentary, because I guess you and your the lead character or the lead character in her has have some sort of romantic history. And so there's already tension there. And so then what I, what I hear later is that apparently she's also has tension with Hades and like Hades is all, is like getting to the point where he's like sick of her. And so at some point he will replace her with other bosses there in that first boss kind of place. Yes. The game is dynamic in that way where things, depending on your interaction with the game, 
you could have a wildly different situation with that first boss than somebody else. Yeah, that first boss is one of three different bosses that you will encounter. Once you defeat that first boss a couple times, because she'll get sent back to the mm-hmm. beginning where you are in Hades. Yeah. And she'll meet Hades and then hang out in the lounge where you can speak to her after. Right, right. Once you do that a couple times, they'll send in, Hades will send in a different boss into that same area. Mm-hmm. Same tier boss level, like uh, same kind of boss. Harpy, I'll just say it as Iron. Sure. But their battle strategy will be completely different. Yeah. So it's like, oh, now I have to deal with this. Way to go. <laughs> so yeah, it seems like this is it's a really cool approach to a roguelike design mm-hmm. where it makes it feel fresher, from what I understand. It makes it feel like so d- does it does it translate to feeling less of a slog than the usual like like dead cells and like that kind of roguelike like rogue legacy does it make it feel like a little bit more of a it feels like a slog just to get to the boss battle of each world okay or each level but is it like a little bit better because of these like when because of the window dressing than it would be if it didn't exist yeah, but it's fun because after like you can choose. Sometimes you'll be able to choose which door you want to go through, and you'll want to choose which different Greek god you want to help you out, and yeah, what tier you want to help you out with, what type of uh, boost do you want, would have a boon. But in doing so, you also have a codex that, as I mentioned, you need to fill out. Which yeah. one of the things is accept one of every type of boon from the. Uh, god like an in-game achievement kind of system yes and so since i'm trying to perfect that because you're you because i'm me you have to make it hard on yourself new thing because it says this will help fill out your codex and yeah. i like this thing because i played it before and it really helped me out yeah because i'm me <laughs> so <laughs> i'm hitting my own head against the wall here. oh yeah no you're doing this to yourself i yes. think i realize i am doing this to myself <laughs> I realize I am putting this unnecessary bar on my head that yeah. I can probably take off and be like, oh, this is so much easier. You just weight training, right? You're like, you're, you're training with the weights on so that when you take them off, you're going to blast through the game. Yeah, because by the time I finish the codex, it'll be like, oh, I can choose whatever I want from you. Or yeah. I don't need to go through this door because I completed everything. I'll go through this other door. Yeah. So how are you liking, so I know you are noted a noted fan of Greek mythology, mythology in general. Yes. Especially Greek mythology. How are you liking the world and the characters here? Uh, I am listening to it with voice acting uh-huh. rather than um, just reading the text. I'm playing it on the TV. I feel like this does... I, so I played it on both, on the TV and in head Health War, and it works really you're, you're well. You're playing the Switch version? It's the Switch yeah. version, just make sure. Yes. So um, it works really well doing both ways, having it on the screen with a pro controller and having it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it better on TV with the Pro Controller because it feels like a full game, kind of like right. all Transistor, yeah, which is the same studio. Right, yeah. And it flows really well. The gameplay is really well. The mechanics on the fighting is really well done. Um, there's six different weapons to choose from. Each one is different um, enough to have different fighting mechanics. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm constantly rotating through them because each time I restart a new run, a different weapon will get a different boost. 
It's like, okay, I'll take this weapon now for a spin because I get an extra 20% boost, uh, which I need to help power up my character. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I'll go through the first three doors and not receive the boost that I'm needed. I'm like, well, that, that shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i change up what I want now. So it's frustrating in that where I can't tell. Well, that's part of the game, though. That's part of being rogue where you can't tell what door you're going to go through unless it gives you an option. But at the same time, I like that because if it's kind of like telling, it, it gives me more options. When I do have the option to make a choice, it makes it feel a lot more personal. And so what are those choices? Like you're trying to egg you on and talk about the story and the characters. Like, how's oh, well, that hurt? Oh, like you can um, get either like the keys or gems or coins or autos. <laughs> I know where you're going at here. You're not listening to me. You're talking about the story, right? Yes, tell me. I haven't, got, I haven't completed the story. But I know the, you completed it. But all like, right, so the story is that you're trying to escape hell. Yeah. You are the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape hell to be reunited with your mom, who has left hell as well. I say mom because... Um, Spoiler reveals that may may or may not be your mom. We don't know. It's part of the mystery of the game. Because some in some aspects, they'll do flashbacks and some of the interactions you'll see Hades have with other people who are in his court. You'll be able to like listen in on it and gain information. Yeah, as to help build out the story. Hades is a badass. Yeah. So actually, that's that's a good segue. I was gonna say I'll make this easier for you. Who's cool and who's not cool? Who do you like and who do you, don't you like in this cast? I like Cerberus because you can pet the puppy. Oh, you can pet the puppy. Yeah. Uh, I like the Sirens. I like the Chimera, the Hydra. I'm currently having trouble with Theseus and the Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> I've that's heard. That's part where I'm at, and that's the part I've where a that, lot of people get stuck there. i heard that being the first real big thing to get over. Yeah. Um, that's currently where I'm at. A lot of people, I feel like, what I've read, like that's where the big mm-hmm. hurdle is to get over to the next yeah. section. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm yeah, no, this, we're done here. Every single time, yeah, exactly. Like every single time I hear about this, people have just been gushing about it and being like, "Yeah, I want to be playing." I don't know it. if it's a game necessarily for you, but it's definitely a game right up my alley. I really want to try it. So tomorrow, so tomorrow's payday. So depending on how I'm feeling, you know, with my fan finances, may or may not pull the trigger on the Steam version uh, because, yeah, I want to know what everybody's just gushing about, and everybody seems to love this game. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to potentially give it a try this is when i wish games had demos right right? like i would love to see if i like how this game plays before i pay 25 dollars for it well let's think it's 25 dollars you're not paying 60 dollars for it or 70 dollars for a triple a game also let this be a psa for pc owners that have an account with the epic game store so up to a certain actually now that i think about it this this may be gone today or tomorrow but they were having a promotion last week where if you bought bought um uh rocket league which has gone free to play mm-hmm. if you bought clicked get on the rocket league um on rocket league oh, on fun. epic game store you were given a ten dollar coupon 
Uh, a t the $10 coupon can only be used on things more than $15 though, so you can't get any free stuff from it. But, so that actually might be a solution for me. I can get this thing for 12, 15 if I use that, so. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah, so I might I've try it. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm gonna continue playing it, continue trying to fill it out and yeah. solve the mystery. Seems good, seems like good stuff. Yes. Um, let me see, possibly game of the year? I mean, we're definitely inching closer and closer to having to decide those things. I've already been like panicking about music because I'm like, I have too many albums. Oh, on I there. have too many albums for music too. However, I, I, be, I feel like games are probably going to be easy and movies are going to be easy. I was going to say, we're going to have to have a meeting about movies because there are not enough movies. Well, for you, there's not enough movies. I had an idea that I could float to you real quick. It's not going to take very long uh, after the podcast that I okay. think is a solution. So. All right. All right. Um, are we done here then with Hades? I think, it's definitely a buy it. I think we'll probably, like, yeah, we'll probably talk. Like hack and slash. If you like a hack and slash type game, and if you like God of War in any type of aspect, pick up this game. Yeah, it seems cool. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Like if I get to play it or like, I, like you said, at year end stuff, we'll, there's only not, this will not be the last time we talk about Hades, I'm sure. No, it will not. All right. Um, yeah. With that, I didn't play anything else. I played more Mario 3D Collection. I've got 40-something stars in Mario 64. Played 10, 10 minutes of Mario Sunshine and immediately stopped playing <laughs> Mario Sunshine. So we'll see. I played, I've been playing Hades. Obviously. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I bought that thing on Monday. Yeah, after the football game. And it's just been nonstop for me so far. Yep. Uh, other than that, I've been playing Among Us on the phone. People like Among Us. I know. The 2018 game Among Us. Yeah. 2018, 2020 game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. All right. That'll do it. Thank yep, you. That'll do it for us here. Hopefully our That's recording is saved somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out, right? We'll find, find out. out. Like I said, worst comes worst, part one, part two. Yep. Um, on YouTube, at least. I don't know about the audio. You're going to have to figure that. You're going to have to splice them together in Audacity or something. Yep. That's for you to figure out. Meanwhile, this has been the Media Book Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be recorded again every Wednesday night. So start like we'll have another show for you next Wednesday night on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com, search Media Book Podcast, and find us there. If you'd rather listen to the audio version, we're still in podcast form on most of your podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Book Podcast on there, too. We're on social media, Twitter, at Media Podcast, Facebook, just search Media Book Podcast, find our page. Um, you can also find us on the web on mediabookpodcast.com, where you can read some of our writing. I'm still posting um, articles for the podcast as it goes up. So check those out. I have a fun thumbnail from last week's show, which was, um, I got a picture of somebody being blocked from using gamestop.com trying to pre-order <laughs> PS5. So go to mediabopodcast.com, check that out. And then uh, last but not least, if you have any questions, oh yeah, every once in a while we'll play video games. Some of those streaming sessions are on YouTube. Some of those are on twitch.tv slash So check that out there. And then last but not least, you can email us any questions, comments, anything you have to say about the show at mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com.
Calm. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next week for another episode. We'll be back with more thoughts, news, and subjects to talk about. So tune in. Okay, bye. Ah.